Hey everybody, welcome back to Discover Spring Ford. I'm standing in front of Calhoun Jewelers, located at the corner of 5th and Main in Royersford Borough. Today I'm sitting down with the owner, Kathy Calhoun. I'm Jeff Desiato, a professional actor, part-time realtor, and transplant to the Spring Ford area. And I'm on a mission to find the best that Spring Ford has to offer. I'll be interviewing local business owners, civil servants, and other prominent members of the community to find out what makes Springford a great place to live, work, eat, and explore. I invite you to join me on my journey as I discover Springford. Kathy, thanks for letting me come in today on your day off. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm happy to have you. All right. So um, as we do on all of our episodes, we like to hear a little bit about the personal story or the origin story behind the business owner. Um, so I'll pass it over to you and you can tell me as much uh, as you feel. Or as little. Care, or as little. Or no. as little <laughs> That's what the editing tools are for. Okay. But, but uh, yeah, I love just hear, you know, where you, uh, young little Kathy grew up and, and how you ended up all the way here. I'd love to hear the whole story. In the so. jewelry business, yeah. I guess, or in Royer's Ford. Well, um, I grew up in downtown Pottstown okay. and went to Pottstown High School. And my first job started out as a banker um, at a place called Continental Bank. Okay. Um, not because I always dreamed of being a banker, but that's what was available. And I started out as a bank teller mm -hmm. in Spring City, Pennsylvania, right over the bridge. Now, the, the odd thing about it is many years I was... I was in banking for 10, 10 years, and then many years later, I went back and purchased the bank building. That was my first, where I, you know, I had my first job there yeah. as a teller. I purchased it to make it into my home. That's so cool. And that's where I live right now. Yeah. So that's, I started really as a banker, <laughs> and then that's how I got to this area, Spring City, and then um, we opened up a new branch for Continental Bank in Royers Ford which is now Gibbons Fast Tags. Oh, okay. Right so I was yeah, there right for many, the many years. Yeah. So that's how I got friendly and fell in love with Royer's Ford. I used to eat at the Spot Restaurant down the street, which is right next to where Main Street Cafe is. Oh, okay. And every day I'd be there and I'd meet all the uh, other business owners. We'd all gather for lunch and realize that Royer's Ford is such a great community. For sure. Friendly. Everybody sticks oh, together, yeah. helps each other out. So while I was about at my 10th year as a banker, I was dating a guy who had a jewelry store in Pottstown. And on Thanksgiving, he had a heart attack. Oh, man. And a severe heart attack. He was only in his 30s. Wow. And then said to me, you know, you have to come and run my store <laughs> for Christmas. And I didn't know a thing about the jewelry business at all. But, you know, I, I wanted to help him out. So I took a leave of absence. The bank allowed me to do that. Take the time that you need. And then you could come back. Wow. So I took three months off. But I have to tell you, I went in his store. I had, I had no idea anything about jewelry. Um, my, first, my first night there, it was a Friday night, and a couple came in to buy an engagement ring. And they, so I thought, well, that, how hard can this be? It can't be <laughs> yeah, hard. Right. So they came in. I'm showing them diamond engagement rings. And I pull out one ring, and they liked it. And they said, can we see the other one? So I pull out the other ring. Now, both the diamonds are the same size. And the guy says to me, well, they look exactly the same. They're the same size. Why is one $1,000 more than the other? <laughs> Woo. So now, so I look at it. I, you know, I look at the tag. I'm like, well, geez, I don't know. <laughs> he, must have, he must have the wrong tag. So take whichever one you want at the lower price. So, of course, they take 
the more expensive oh, one gosh. at the price of the lower one because I don't know that there there's <laughs> there's like color clarity right. cut everything about a diamond. Yeah. I, they it looked the same. I bought yeah. a diamond so. That night, oh so they leave. So they take, you know, the more expensive diamond at the cheaper price because I think, you know, my partner has marked them wrong. So now, <laughs> as I'm going through the through the case before I go to the hospital to see him, I look, and and they're all marked wrong. And I'm like, oh my god, he has like screwed up all these prices. So I took my time and I remarked everything, made all the half carat di- diamonds the same size, all the carat diamonds the same size. So that when people came in, forgetting, not even knowing that, like, one diamond is better than the other, I just put everything at the same price. I go to the hospital that night, and I said, oh, by the way, thank God you got me in in there because I'm a banker and I know numbers. You know, I'm trying to be a big shot, and I know numbers. (laughs) So I made sure that all, everything is marked the same price so people aren't confused. (laughs) Grab this chest. Oh, Oh, my God, the big one. You know, what? You're so crazy. Because I didn't know. Oh, my gosh. So then, of course, you know, he he got furious. And that weekend, then, when I started to quickly read about it, I thought, oh, my, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I quickly enrolled in Gemological Institute, tried to get all the training I could to just quickly learn about jewelry and get me through. Yeah, like, for the just rest Christmas. of the time. But yeah. then, um, you know, he continued to struggle, you know, he uh, with his health issues. But then he did get better. But in that amount of time, I went to Gemological Institute of America and became a gemologist and fell in love with the jewelry business. Yeah. So, so that's how I got in the jewelry business. That's incredible. From a ba- <laughs> I never went back to banking. No, Only yeah. to my house where eventually, yeah. you know, I moved into. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> it's funny because um, I would imagine that a lot of people would have seen that first day as like, well, not a, not cut out for this, so I'll stick where I am. But you actually saw it as a challenge. <laughs> and oh, you started to yeah. like, I, I need to know everything I can. Well, Some people, it's like that fight or flight, oh, I, I guess. You, well, you chose well, fight. And, yeah. and I hate to feel stupid. Yeah. You know, that feeling of <laughs> yeah, right. stupid. So I'm like, oh, God, I better I better figure out what I'm talking about before yeah. people. And a lot of my banker <clears throat> customers were coming in because they knew what had happened. And they'd come in to me. So I had my regular oh, banking goodness. customers coming in to buy jewelry. And you had established like trust with them. Right. So <laughs> you would say, I'm in over my head. I'm just going to go back to what I know, which is banking. I was I was in over yeah. my head. But then I wasn't that crazy. Even though I liked my banking job, I felt it wasn't, I wasn't going any, right. anywhere fast enough. Mm-hmm. And I did, I found the jewelry business fascinating. Mm. Um, and then I, I didn't want to feel stupid. So that's yeah. why I, I decided <laughs> to get education. I knew yeah. I was going to have to be there a couple months. And I wanted to sound at least not so dumb. Yeah, you didn't want to just fake it till you make well, it. You know, whatever, well, I did which, that. In the jewelry uh, business, I, I can imagine. I sincerely gave about. that couple a really good deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so whoever you are out there, just know that you had you a, got really a good ring deal. that was a, at the time I, oh. was $1,000 less than it should have been. So imagine how, how much those dollars oh, are yeah. now. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. you've been in the business for uh, a, f- a number of years, I would imagine. But um, so tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, what? how did you come... Uh, obviously everybody's interested in, in the house, like you had said. How did you come to find out that it was for sale and, and even get to the point where you would even consider uh, purchasing something uh, like that and taking on that undertaking? That, that's, yeah. a good, that's a yeah. good question. Yeah. And, I, and I'll tell you how that sure. happened. Because of me being in the jewelry business, I never went back to the banking business because I fell in love with it. Yeah. I mean, absolutely fell in love with the jewelry industry. Stayed in it, became partners with, you know, my old boyfriend at the time, my boyfriend at the time. Yeah. And um, my old boss at the bank 
who I remain very good friends with, he came in one day to the jewelry store and he said, I think the old bank where you used to work, they're going to close it. I think it would make a great jewelry store. You should go oh, look okay. at it and turn it into a jewelry store. I said, what? And he said, well, it has the big vault. Yeah. It has the big vault. It has all the safe deposit boxes. He's thinking you can store the jewelry there at right. night. So he threw me the keys. So, I mean, I didn't think anything of it, but I, I took the keys and I went down that weekend. It was empty. So I went down and spent some time in there. And it was it was a mess. Yeah, right? Sure. It, old. It was built in 1872. Um, smelled old. Needed a lot of work. Um, but when I was in there, I did a sketch of what I thought it could look like. I knew it wouldn't make a good jewelry store because there wasn't enough traffic. Right. You know, the, the, the town didn't lend itself to a big jewelry store there. Yeah. And I said, but you know, it might be able to, it might be a cool house. I could take those ceilings out. I looked upstairs, the ceilings were high. I could do something. <laughs> I, could, I could be crazy and do yeah. something cool with this. I even drew like a piano is gonna go here. I didn't even <laughs> own a piano, I had no money for a piano. So. When I went back to him, I said, I, I don't want it for a jewelry store, but I might live in there. And he says, well, you're crazy. He said, well, you can put an offer in, which I did. Oh, my goodness. And it was sort of like a closed offer. And then they called me because I had worked at that yeah. bank. And they called and they said, well, you have it. You can have it. <laughs> so at first I'm excited. But then the realization came when I came down there and real, it was like over, it was overwhelming yeah, to I'm take sure. on that task. And then I thought, oh, did I, I made a huge mistake. <laughs> but there was no turning back. Right. You know. So that's how I ended up making it into a house, and I just did it one step at a time. As I got money is how I would you know, do a room, one room at a time. And I'd open up so many safe deposit boxes at a time. You know, If I'd finish one room, maybe if the living room would be completed, I'd allow myself to go through 50 safe deposit boxes because they left all of those. Yeah, that's, a, that's something. It's I, so crazy. I don't right? know how that, that's something I find interesting. Like, did the bank close entirely? The, like whatever it was, they, they so they don't. It, that bank doesn't exist, or it didn't get purchased. Or well, it like, did get purchased <clears throat> okay. by another bank called Midlantic, oh, okay. and then Midlantic got bought yeah, out all... by PNC, and then PNC, and all this happened within one year. Oh wow! Of like all these banks, just they were and merging no, and being bought there out. There was no. Or was there a process in terms of the safe deposit boxes? They had. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I had found out that they had sent uh, for years. They sent letters out for people to. Come back and get claim there. whatever yeah. there is, and you know, and they tried to get open what they they could. So part of the sale of the bank included the contents. All the contents. Of the, that's incredible. All the contents, <laughs> <laughs> All the contents a, which I still have two hundred and twenty-two uh, boxes to get drilled open. Oh my gosh! It's yeah. like a Christmas gift every year. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Maybe most are empty. Yeah. Most are, yeah, but you know, I did find mem- a lot of memorabilia in there. The pertain because this bank used to print their own paper money oh, after wow. the Civil War. So I found bills that were actually printed in the National Bank of Spring City, and wow. I have them on the wall. And there's old coins. It's just it's cool. That's so awesome. It is. It is. Yeah, I find it interesting too because I see parallels in the story of you getting into jewelry, and then getting taking on this home. Had you ever had a home built for yourself or anything before that, or or no. we've renovated a home? So no, like, never. I yes. lived in a, I lived in a, an apartment that I I loved. Yeah. I loved to death. It was an old farmhouse, and um, no, I lived in that apartment yeah. for twenty years. That's incredible. So, like, <laughs> just very similar, like where you just kind of like you went in with both feet and learned on the go, well, as you did oh, with yeah. with ge- gemology. Is that gemology. So, yeah, gem- yeah. so as, same. You know, it seems to be kind of part of your DNA a little yeah, bit. It's like you kind of you jump. Yeah. 
I you, make a mistake you jump and then, and then I have you to look. try and write and then, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then you, but then you, you know, with everything you have, you find out how to make it work. Yeah, which is, yeah. That's a great or trait fail. to have. Or, or fail. Yeah, which is fine because I think a lot of people, they fear failure so much that they never leap. You right. Know? So I right. think that's a cool part about hearing stories of the people that have taken an idea and actually brought it to life. Um, the more people hear about that is I think it inspires people who have been, you know, kicking the can down the road and saying, ah, oh, someday, someday. And even know. my whole family, from my mother to my brother, when they heard that I bought the bank and I'm going to live in it, they're like, oh, she's crazy. She's she has rocker. lost her mind. <laughs> she is off her rocker. She's totally crazy. That's funny. Yeah. And, uh, but now they love it. Yeah. You know. You That's know. great. Yeah, I can imagine. It's like, uh, you know, where else can you go? I got a lot of publicity. I got a lot of publicity from that. There's been a lot of television shows and that they've wanted to come and do the story on it. Yeah. And I know they're... Uh, there's one that is, I think, still available to be watched for people if you have Netflix. The I Netflix, believe it's on there. Yeah. Um, which is just a short uh, feature. There are other ones, but I don't know how readily available they are for people to go well, back and watch. No, no. If you Google, I live in a bank. Yeah. It brings everything up. Oh, it great. brings there you a go. CNN <laughs> money show. It brings, um, if Walls could talk, it brings up, you live in what? Oh, that's great. Travel channel. So if you just Google, yeah, so I live I'll in a bank. Is, I'll, and I'll, I'll try to find do some of that work for the viewers so that I can link those below the video so people will just be able to click out to them because I'm sure it's just... I, I would love to at some point see it in person, but I'm not presuming to invite myself over to your house. You're uh, but, invited. Yeah, thank you. But you're across the street at Chaplin's Music Cafe. Yes. Just think you could bring a whole crew over. Yeah, that would be really cool. So, But yeah, I encourage everybody, you got to check it out. It's unbelievable. So... Um, but anyway, so around what year was it that you, you, you didn't have the jewelry store in Royers Ford yet? No, I was, uh, still, well, yeah. I was still in Pottstown. And then uh, there was a jewelry store in Royers Ford called Zanker Jewelers. And it was an older couple, and they were retiring. Okay. And Mr. Zanker actually called me and said, I want to sell you my jewelry store. And oh, wow. he said, and I want to sell it to you because you were in Royers Ford. Everyone here knows you. It's it's a win-win for you. Right. You'll come in, and everybody already knows you ahead of time. So I took him up on that, and it was located two blocks down the street when I first started and uh, maintained that for five years, but the business went so well. I mean, just every year doubling, doubling, wow. doubling. I knew I needed a bigger location, and it, I outgrew where I was. So uh, one of the days when I was just at lunch, I was sitting at the traffic light right out here at Fifth and Main, and I was—I knew I had to go somewhere because I needed more room. And I looked over, and here was this this bank, but it was yeah. a working bank. Oh, okay. And it was a Patriot Bank. And then I thought, wait a minute, Patriot also has a bank right on Lewis Road. Why do they need two banks? So um, I got back to the store, and I called the president of Patriot Bank. And I said, this is Kathy Calhoun. I want to buy your bank building on 5th and Main and Royer's Ford <laughs> because I need to expand my jewelry store and you don't need two banks. And he said, "Well, it, but it's not for sale. I said, no, 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 but you don't need, yeah, you don't right. need two banks. Yeah. You have to sell it to me in order for me to expand and to have a better business. I need that corner. I need my own parking lot because I was having trouble, my customers right. having trouble parking. This came with a parking lot. And he says, oh, you know, but we don't even we don't even own the parking. We don't even own the the property anymore. It's owned oh, by a developer. Yeah. I said, get me together. I, yeah. I, I want to meet the developer. I, and he says he'll never sell that to you. I said, please, <sighs> just inter- make the introduction. 
which they did. I said, what's the worst it could be? You'll get a free lunch. So I'll never forget. He calls the person that was the developer that owned their bank buildings and had lunch. And I gave my spiel to the developer. You have to sell me that bank branch. You have to sell it. <laughs> Why would I sell it? He said, I don't want to sell it. I just bought it. I don't need, I don't need to sell it. I don't want to sell it. You know? And finally, I said to him, I'll throw in a big diamond ring on the deal. <laughs> And you know, he leaned in and he said, how big? <laughs> he got so him. I'm like, yeah. I got him. I got him. So anyhow, that's how that came about. And then um, I came in. I found a different location for the employees that were here. I moved them to another location and rented a place in Pottstown. Oh, my goodness. So that they could have their offices in Pottstown. And uh, so that's how, I, that's how I got this bank. That's crazy. Is that crazy? Yeah, I mean, I just your your gumption is, is, is so that impressive. Was, to that, me. that was like <laughs> yeah. a panic situation. Uh, okay. I knew I had, I knew I you needed had to strike parking. when the iron was hot. Yeah, and and the fact that you know if you're in that in between stage of like, is my business stalling because I'm not able to, to expand? Right. Like, do I that, have that to window. leave? Yeah, and I right. didn't want to leave. I wanted right. to stay here. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> to this day. Um, the man that owned this bank, he and I are still best friends. Oh, that's so Isn't cool. That right? yeah. We didn't know each other before, but we're best friends. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, just had dinner with him Saturday night. Oh, is that, that funny? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is crazy. That like the connections that you make. Just that you in, make. In, everybody's on their individual journeys, but some journeys align, and then you're right you know, time. lifelong right friends. Right time and, and right place. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm fascinated just to hear a little bit, uh, if you don't mind, about um, the... The, the history of, of your gem search, your gem hunting, as you oh, said, yeah, and things like yeah. that, because you had mentioned that as I came in. And then you also had mentioned that you had been involved with the, uh, the Antiques Roadshow. I think that's kind of cool, because I think a lot of people are familiar with that. So if you don't mind sharing a little bit about your, well, I, your journey as you started to get licensed and, and get all your certificates and everything, um, where, where it took you beyond just having your own business, but then the the exploratory nature that well, you, you I, took, took off with that. So. I started to um, uh, be interested in the history of the jewelry yeah. and the journey of diamond and gemstones, how they came out of the earth, and then uh, appear faceted in beautiful pieces of jewelry. So I got interested, especially in the antique jewelry, because of the provenance and the history that that brings, which, funny you should ask, I just <laughs> I brought a couple pieces, okay. if I can show. Sure. Just on what I do and how I, and and what jewelry is supposed to mean. I mean, there's a lot of uh, hidden meaning yeah. behind it, along with sentimental meaning, meanings. Yeah, for um, sure. This is like a great. This is a great <clears throat> example of this. This gold piece. It looks like a sphere, a globe. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. This was made. It's it's all gold. It was made. Um, Around during World War II, when Hitler was in rain, in oh, okay. in rain, and people could not wear uh, Christian crosses. They if they could wear a swastika, but yeah. any other uh, like religious symbol, religious yeah. symbols that you know, yeah, you, you couldn't do it, and especially the Jewish yeah. uh, uh, families. So someone cleverly, a clever jeweler. Wait till you see this. Has hidden oh, wow. a Masonic cross with all the Masonic symbols. Wow! Inside, <laughs> is that is that That's fascinating? <laughs> that they wanted to wear their belief so much 
Look, wow. at, look at the look at the workmanship. That's incredible. It's a perfect it's sphere. Perfect sphere. Yeah. And it'll snap. And it snaps there. in together. Yeah. That's crazy. So isn't that yeah. fantastic? Uh, maybe I'll I'll try to get a close up shot of this when we're done the interview so that people can see it as it works. Because right now it's it's probably impossible for you to see from to far away. But right. Um, this is unbelievable, and it's got some Wait. density to it. Yeah. And also that came out of the same family was another sphere. And this one here, which has birthstones set on the outside, and it just looks like a gold, um, yeah. maybe world or you know, yeah. globe. It's like an ornament or something. Right. Yeah. Now, what they did, and this is uh, what the Jewish oh, families wow. had to do, they hid photographs of their family members would have been hidden inside. Oh, my goodness. Because they couldn't. That's why most... Most photographs from the Holocaust never survived. They had yeah. to burn them because they did not want to out their family members. Right. So look at what they painstakingly wow. went through to save this is photographs. This is like those glasses, like those Ben Franklin glasses that have like the multiple lenses yeah. on them, the way that they all fit together. This but is just think, they were, they were, there were photographs yeah. of their real family members. And they held them close to their they heart. Held them close. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then all the birthstones. That That's amazing. Isn't that great? That's crazy. So there's eight birthstones, and there would have been eight photographs inside. <sighs> yeah, double-sided. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. So how did you come in contact with this again? Um, well, Just through uh, a lot of it happened um, uh, when I I was on the PBS Antique yeah. Roadshow beginning in the year 2000. I think 2000, uh, 2001, 2002. Um, I traveled around, did a lot on that show. And from there, I made a lot of connections from all over. And a lot of people in the jewelry industry that maybe did not want estate jewelry or antique jewelry, or a lot of people just remembered seeing me. Yeah. And I got a lot of publicity from yeah. doing that. So, which is how I get a lot of my pieces still to, the, to this day. Yeah. They'll say, I saw you on the road show, or they re-ran the road show. Wow. And so that, that really helped me out with acquiring pieces. Yeah, and then now, obviously, you just Google Kathy Calhoun. I'm sure all your your various features of your show and your uh, you know your jewelry store, your your home, your you know yeah, it's pretty good. Good, good, it, good publicity. It's, I'm it's not sure if you PR. knew it at the time when you did I the Antiques no, Roadshow that it would blow up the way that it did. No, I had no idea. <laughs> and and in fact, one of the one of the shows on the Roadshow, a couple came to me and they had um, a pair of earrings, and they had a little note on the earrings, and. Prior to this road show that I was at in uh, Sacramento, prior to flying out there, I was just in Atlantic City, and I went to see the, um, the first exhibit of the Titanic. Oh, wow. And at the end, I was reading about the man, a man named Dickinson Bishop, who dressed as a woman to get on the lifeboats. Oh, yeah, I think I've heard that. Yeah, I mean, and in the Titanic movie, they portray this man as grabbing a baby right. and jumping off, if you remember, in the yeah. latest Titanic movie. So I was reading all about this man, thinking what a cat he was, yeah. you know, uh, to do that. Well, he, you know, he lived. Well, now five days later in Sacramento, I'm doing the antique road show, and standing in front of me is uh, a couple, a young couple, and he has a pair of earrings. And there's a little note in there that the ear, from his great great grandfather that stated, "I gave these to my bride as a wedding gift, and they were purchased in Zaire." And they were mummified beetles set in earrings. Oh, they wow. didn't look like much. Yeah. Kind of dead, mummified beetles. And the young guy says to me, you probably won't know who this is, but my great-great-grandfather 
he was the he was the person that dressed as a woman to get on the lifeboats. I said to him, Dickinson Bishop. Oh my goodness. And he's like, Oh my God, you're so smart. How did you know that? Why well, did he know it? Because I was just, just reading, at the time. Yeah. I just read about him at, That's the, at the museum. So um, as I uh, investigated this, it it was true. Wow. These earrings he had bought for his bride. They. He, I mean, the whole history behind this is he had owned a stove company in Michigan, and he met the bride who, uh, years later, her family were, was the Walton family that started Walmart. Oh, wow. And they were very wealthy, and they were on a three-month um, honeymoon of Egypt and Zaire, and they were going to come back to the U.S. on the maiden voyage of the Titanic. That's oh part goodness. of their honeymoon. Wow. And those two did survive. The wife was the very first person that stepped foot in the very first lifeboat wearing these earrings. And then he was the man that went back and got her coat and a muff and her hat and got onto that lifeboat. And they were saved. They were on the very first oh, lifeboat. Gosh. And she was wearing the earrings. But the story is um, that she had gone to a fortune teller when they purchased the earrings and the fortune teller said you're going to survive a shipwreck you're going to survive an earthquake but a motor accident is going to end your life she survived the of course the titanic, shipwreck, the yeah. titanic. um <clears throat> there were witnesses that she's telling the story as they're rowing away saying we're going to live because the fortune teller said i'm going to survive and she's wearing the earrings she then they're in san francisco san francisco in the earthquake and he has um a newspaper where they're on the front of the newspaper where the hotel behind them is crumbled and the, the headlines are Titanic survivors survive. Oh my gosh. Here they are again and she's wearing the earrings. Oh wow. Two years after that she's in Dowagiac, Michigan. Her car goes out of control and she's killed. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so now here's the earrings. <laughs> oh my gosh. What kind of price do you put on those yeah, earrings right. now? Yeah, they're priceless. Yeah, yeah the so story that's sort makes of got it. The story. Yeah. It's again and just like with sentimental jewelry it's it is about the story. Right. So know, that's yeah. how I fell. That's how I got the passion for it and fell in love with Yeah, that's so much more than just, you know, oh, here's, I got you some earrings, honey. Have, you know, yeah, <laughs> like there's so much more. A, there's got to be a meaning then, to right. it. And that's why, yeah. like, a lot of people I've noticed, uh, uh, my grandmother passed away a couple of years ago, and my great aunt, um, they were from Italy, and they, they came over here in the 60s. They had all this furniture and all this very nice, and they would tell us how much value, you know, this furniture is worth this much money, blah, 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 blah. When they did the estate sale, it turned out that the furniture wasn't worth that much. But right. it was because of what they... And their how, connection yeah, their to story, it. The, yeah, the stories they told around it and all that stuff, right. that increased the value exponentially in their own minds, um, which I guess it's all in the eye of the beholder anyway. Well, so that's I find that really interesting because, you know we have those family heirlooms that we hold on to and maybe yeah i mean the ring i wear as my wedding ring right now because my fingers have shrunk since i got married is a ring i bought in mexico for like 20 bucks but it means but it means something to me because my wedding ring is uh, i got a a titanium wedding ring and i didn't think that i would i thought i would get fatter when i got married not thinner so um, (laughs) well you're an actor now you have to yeah i'm trying to try i try (laughs) to lose weight a little bit uh, a lot of people watching are probably like, that's you as after losing weight? Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, So I can't get it recut because it's titanium and stuff. So I keep that in a box, but then I just wear this to ward off all the ladies. That oh, are, yeah. You know, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, I'm just kidding. I'm sure um, there's a lot. But it's, it has a G on it. 
So when I bought it, that's why I bought the ring, is that because my name's Jeff with a G. So I bought it, and then I it ended up being the exact size. It used to be a pinky ring when I first got oh it my because it, my fingers were uh, fatter. But so now it's my wedding. But so so right there, it's is important a story. to me. Exactly, there yeah. Is a story. So and if I lose this, even though it's technically not the wedding band that I used on my wedding day, You'll I would be, be very devastated. upset. Yeah, very upset. Yeah. because the story, <clears throat> the story yeah. and the meaning behind it. So that the storytelling aspect of jewelry is what really ties you in. And I have to tell you, it's very important to women. Mm. Very important to women. And recently I just waited on, uh, I had a customer at Christmas time, and his mother had passed away, and he had held this ring for a long time, didn't do anything with it. Uh, we redid the center diamond for his wife into a ring. Mm-hmm. And, but there were two diamonds on the side. I said, let's, let's, let's put them in little earrings for your daughter. He said, that's a great idea. He had a little daughter. When he came in at Christmas, we opened the box, showed him the wife's ring. He was thrilled. I opened up the earring, earring box. He sobbed. Oh, wow. Because they were for his daughter. Mm. And they were his mother's. Wow. He sobbed. Wow. He really did. It was unbelievable. That's incredible. Yeah. And just look at the meaning that that means to him. Yeah. That's a great story. Yeah, you because know, he can <clears throat> now look at something that his mother's eyes looked at. You know? Yeah. Is that great? That's so beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that and for sharing all these things. I think you're welcome. Um, it makes me reevaluate and think about it in a whole new light, and I'm sure it does the same for people. Because you know, I've never considered myself someone who really cared that much about jewelry, but I never really thought of it in the context as you're describing it. Yeah, you um, have to. And now that I do, I'm like, oh wow, I have to really re- reevaluate a lot of this stuff. <laughs> you know, and I'm I'm blessed in the sense is that I have a wife who doesn't really. She doesn't, jewelry doesn't really isn't really her thing per but se. But when your sons but were story, born, yeah, right. if you would have bought her a piece of jewelry representing, oh, for sure. say earrings yeah. for that son. Yeah. You know, say this is you know you just had the baby. Here's for your son, and it's your son's birthstone. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. So that's you got to rethink. Yeah, about I got to rethink everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, that's thank you so much. I, You're pr- I really appreciate that and You're telling welcome. me that. Um, but. Uh, I think it would be a good time to wrap up. Um, why don't you let me, or let, I usually let people at the end of the episode um, give the information on how people can get in touch with you. Um, okay. Website, your phone number here, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's like your final opportunity to uh, present the business side of it uh, for people. But thank you so much for telling me the personal side because that's the thing I find yeah, so fascinating. You're welcome. And um, I look forward to being able to talk further with you once I turn off the camera. But. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and I can be reached at Calhoun Jewelers, and uh, it's Fifth and Main Street in Royers Ford, uh, right on the corner. Mm-hmm. I have it. my campus at <laughs> my website, www.calhounjewelers.com. 610-948-8515 is the phone number. And I have plenty of parking. Yes, for sure. Which is a really good <laughs> thing to have. Yeah. So you can pull right in the parking lot. No stress about having to find a place to park or right. walk too far. Right. Yeah. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for your time. Thank you I so really, much. I really, really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank Love you. this. Thank yeah. you. Well, that's all the time we have for today's episode of Discover Spring Ford. I want to thank you for watching, and I especially want to thank Kathy for giving me her time today. If you'd like to know more about Calhoun Jewelers, then you can do that in a number of ways. You can visit them during their normal business hours. They're located at 500 Main Street in Royers Ford Borough, and you can also visit the links below the video. While you're there, I encourage you to also check out some of the links that feature Kathy's home, which she converted from a bank building into her private residence. The pictures are incredible. 
If you'd like to support Discover Springford going forward, you can do that in a number of ways. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel by visiting tv.discoverspringford.com. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can also share these videos with your friends and family. Thanks a lot for watching. Come back next week as we highlight more of what's great about the Springford area. But until then, get out there on your own journey to discover what makes the Springford area a great place to live, work, eat, and explore.